Welcome back to Country Tough with Brandy Von Holten. Today I have a lady that I just met in person, but she came to one of my Chicks in the Sticks. It's an all-inclusive women's only event that my husband and I host at Von Holten Ranch. But the person that I had the pleasure of of meeting, her name is Erica Graham. All right, so Erica, how did you find out about Chicks in the Sticks? I found out on Facebook and I seen a lot of pictures and I just thought it sounded cool and something I wanted to try out. Okay. So Erica, whenever, you know, I get to meet people from all over the United States, like her group alone with this Chicks and the Sticks, you're from Kansas, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we have a lady from Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, we have somebody from New Mexico, Wisconsin, Iowa, and a couple of the people that are from Tennessee and Kentucky, they used to be paramedics from Las Vegas. Okay. So like, man, such a different group of people. And, uh, that's, a, and we all get along. Nobody, there's been no, um, I don't know. Everybody always thinks whenever women get together, we're going to be catty, but there's no cattiness. That's why it's just chicks in the sticks. We're getting massages today. We're going to, uh, we have a painting instructor coming in, and then we went and ate at Miss Mariella's house. It's a Mennonite lady. What was your favorite thing for, about Miss Mariella's house yesterday? Um, I really liked her mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> the mashed potatoes. Yeah, because it's like legit mashed potatoes, like the ones where you had to boil. There wasn't nothing instant about anything that we had at this meal that we go out to eat at this lady's house. And so, her fried chicken. Oh, her fried chicken. Yeah, and you know what? Miss Mariella was telling us a, a trick that she does. She actually, like, boils it, and then she batters it and deep fries it the next day. So then the chicken's actually cooked all the way, and then she just puts that outside of the friedness on there, and it heats it back up. And I'm like, that's genius, because then it's not super greasy, and, uh, you know, you're taking, you're cutting down on that time, and then your house doesn't smell like KFC, you know, so that was something nice. But So the reason that I have Erica coming on to this podcast is because I love supporting different businesses. And, you know, my podcast, the way that I originally designed it was I wanted to have someone in the equine industry, someone that just has a good story or, a, or another business owner. And then I wanted to have it wherever I do a just a topic about myself speaking. So I wanted to have this three different topics, right? So Erica would be into the equine topic because, and you'd be into the business topic because you are a leather maker. So tell us the name of your business and tell us what all you make. Uh, My business name is Graham Equine and I make a leather tack. I do head stalls, breast collars. I do awards for uh, barrel racing associations, rodeo associations, horse shows, um, I do some custom work and sometimes I do purses, just whatever project, um, I can think of. Okay. So are you doing, is it like, um, high or like where the hair is still on the hide or you do just leather or what all, and tell us about these awards. So do you do the hair on the, I can, I can do hair on hide, um, I do a lot of drawing and tooling Mm -hmm. and floral style, which is more carving, and um, I can do some stamping. Um, 
Okay. So tell us about tell us about what an award would look like for a barrel racing association. So barrel awards, a lot of times they order halters or maybe a headstall, and they usually it might be a second place award. Maybe their first award is a saddle or a buckle, and then so I'll have a award for each division, usually one mm-hmm. D through forty or five D sometimes. So. Okay. What's the weirdest thing that they've asked you to do? Anything weird yet? One time I got a request to put women's panties on a tack set. <laughs> like you had to stamp out like what it looked like for like an underwear set? Yes, I had okay. to put underwear on there. And <laughs> there is a barrel race somewhere in the United States, and it's called the Panty Raid. Okay. And it was a prize for their barrel race. And I don't think they ride in their panties. I don't know. Okay, so that you were like, okay, I can do that. Yeah, you know, I can do it. I have some custom leather uh, stuff made by um, some Amish. And I had a, uh, a brow band made for my horse's um, bridle. And then I also had it where the... Uh, what are they called? Like the hobbles or what goes on your fender to keep them together? Stirrup hobbles. Okay, stirrup hobbles. I had those made. And then I had uh, my um, spurs, my spur strap. Okay, I had all of that match, but I wanted it to be like this theme of Wonder Woman. You know how hard it was to... A, explain Wonder Woman, and then be like, hey, here's what I'm wanting you to make. And they were like, what? Show me a picture, okay? Show me what you're wanting. So that was really difficult to try to convey Wonder Woman to Amish. Yeah, I I bet it was. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what other people have where um, they're not really making the stuff, but there's like a whole pamphlet or um, a whole catalog of where they're like, hey, here's our design. Do you have any people that do that with you yet? Um, I don't really have like a wholesale part of my business just because I stay pretty busy and it's just me. So I got to be careful how much I take on because sometimes I can get too too much stuff on my plate. All right. What is your favorite thing to make? I I think maybe halters are my favorite because people get really creative on it. They want their horse's name on it usually and some horses got some pretty unique names and oh, yeah. um I can some people just get really creative and Okay. Like one time I had a horse named Soup and they wanted a soup bowl on his nose. Okay. And uh, just very weird yeah. things. And So what's all the names of your horses? Um, I have one I brought with me today. That's Baby. He's just short and thick and trying to get him in shape. I have a Palomino at home named Chex. And I have an old crippled mare named Trouble that... You know, she lives up to her name. She just causes trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, whenever I see horses that their name is Buck, Spook, uh, Tornado, anything like that, I'm like, nope, no, no, no. I know how that horse got its name. (laughs) It would be something like that. I don't know. If I get some horse's name named Cowboy or something like that, I don't know. Usually I'm like, oh, this is going to be a pretty good horse. Our horse's names are, my favorite is Glamour. 
you know, but her real name is Glamour with the hammer. I used to do like this, I used to do some full contact fighting. And so that was my fight name, but we just call her Glamour now. And then my husband used to race motorcycles. And so one of my main horses is named KTM, which is a brand of dirt bike, you know, because mm-hmm. at the time my husband was racing motorcycles and I was racing my horse in extreme cowboy racing. Or I knew that I wanted to do something like that. So we both had a KTM. It was a little funny. And now everybody sees his name and they think that that T is an I. And they're like, oh, his name is Kim. And I'm like, no, that's a T. It's KTM. <laughs> so anyway, so how long have you been doing leatherworking? I've been doing um, leatherwork since about 2011. Okay. What made you get into that? You always had like a knack for it? No, I had never done it before, ever. And I was working as a equine nutritionist for Neutrina Feeds. And um, I, I loved my job, didn't like my boss so much. And I kind of started the leather work as a hobby about mm-hmm. that time. And I had somebody just give me give me their old tools. And I didn't know a thing about it, and I'd never done it before. But I, I just started making some halters for friends and... Um, I made a Facebook page and it just took off so much that I was able to quit my job and do leather full time, which I really enjoyed my job, right? but I just didn't make as much and I didn't, I I like the freedom of being my own boss and Make a own schedule. Well, you know, with uh, you know, we own Von Holton Ranch. It's a horse trail riding facility, and like we're our own boss. But you know, I'm working eighty to keep from working forty for somebody else. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Like I do miss my amazing insurance that I had before. And you know, I understand about loving one part of your job and not the other, or an aspect, or whatever. Because man, I love teaching. I was a school teacher before I taught um, high school and middle school science. And then one summer, I thought I was—I don't know why I did it—but I taught elementary. I taught fourth grade for a summer. And my heart goes out to people that teach younger grades, and they're always scared to death of teaching the older grades, and I love teaching 11th graders. But, you know, I loved um, the education system, and then there was parts of it. I hated, like, the standardized testing and stuff that I was having to do, and there was so much pressure on a public school teacher to do well on these standardized tests. And, like, it really wasn't, I mean, it's just one day of their life, you know. That kid might have a horrible day and come in and have to take that test, and it's not, like, a true reflection, you know. And now, I don't know, having to be able to just take a test and then use that score to identify, you know, how smart a child is is just nuts because our world's not like that i mean now we have these phones in our pockets we can look up anything we need to know within 10 seconds well 10 seconds for our facility manager but like a minute 30 for me okay i can find something in at least a minute 30 okay <laughs> but anyways i understand just having a job that you like but there's just part, certain parts of it and then that's what drove us to do you know we bought the family farm and turned it into this equine trail riding facility because there was parts of that we didn't enjoy and we wanted to be our own boss and uh but there is some uh you got to be a little bit crazy to go into business for yourself you know because there's a lot of stress so have you i mean like What's been your biggest stress besides making sure you're, have you ever bit off more than you could chew and then get behind or? Definitely, um, 
you know, sometimes I take on big orders and the time constraints, like sometimes, you know, they'll want it in two weeks for a show that they have. And I mean, if I'm late, everybody's upset because that's Mm -hmm. everybody's prizes that they're getting. And so I'm not late. And so sometimes if I got to work all night or, you know, I'll, if I say I can do it, I usually do it. I very, sometimes the postal service has caught me, but that's a little out of my hands, but I usually, I haven't missed very many. Right. Well, you know, and I have an embroiderer that works for us and, uh, man, she is just like, Hey, I need at least this much time because she's got to get everything to us. You know, so, like, I understand, like, not only do you need creation time, and you've got to have materials in, and you've got to have design time, but then that shipping can really mess you up. So, And a lot of times, I'm at the mercy of my suppliers. Mm-hmm. If somebody special orders something, then I have to order that, and especially with COVID, and it got the whole supply chain messed up. Yep, I understand that. Well, that's like the person that we get our show ribbons from. You know, just the little metal hook that's on the back. She got behind on that. So it like messed up all of her chain, uh, you know, her supply and her chain of supply. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Y'all know what I'm trying to say, okay? But that little metal hook messed her up. And then she had the rosettes. And then she has like the little button that goes in the middle. Then you got the paper that's on the back. And then you got rolls of ribbon. There are so many little... And then you have... The, the string and the glue. I mean, there's so many little bitty pieces. Like, one thing gets hung up, everything gets hung up. So, well, um, how, do they, how do they find your business? I have a website. It's uh, grahamequine.com. I have a Facebook page, just Graham Equine. I have an Instagram page. That's also Graham Equine. I have a lot of pictures and examples of work that I've done and things that I've made. And um, just look me up. And okay. if you want something, you can get a hold of me. Okay, so Graham Equine. So this is G-R-A-H-A-M Equine, Graham Equine. And then, um, so you, you went to K-State. What's your degree in? My degrees in animal science. Okay. And now then you have three children. Now then, the other day I was hearing you tell me that uh, one of them actually does some design work. Does she work with you? Yeah, I have my daughter. She also does leather work. She started in college, and she would come home on the weekends, and she would take my scrap pieces and make earrings and go to her dorm and make little things and sell them out of her dorm and by the time she got done at K-State also, um, she was doing so well that she just went into her own leather business, and we share a lot, and we help each other a lot, but her business is Flying G Leather Co. Okay, and Flying G for Graham. G for Graham, that's our family brand, mm-hmm. and um, she named her business after that, and she's also on facebook and instagram but she has her own separate shop and she does people items like she does the tooled shoes and the hey dudes and the converse and she makes a lot of accessories and uh, bridal stuff 
So she does all the fun stuff. I bet she's making stuff. more money than you. She, I bet she is, because human stuff, you can charge a lot more for that. And then, like, with the horse tag, I don't know, people are always trying to get you down with the price, but I bet that people pay a bunch of money for her shoes. She smokes me. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> she, makes, yeah. she does so much better. I'm just stubborn, and I'm, you know, I like the horses, and I just, I'd rather have horses as customers than people. (laughs) Well, you know what? How awesome is that? That, you know, a lot of people aren't going to have a mom that's just like, you know what? I think I want to try this leather work. Okay, I'm going to quit my job and do this leather work full time. I mean, like, what an an, an opportunity that you, you know, showed her, you know? And now look at her. She graduated K-State. What's her degree in? Uh, she has a degree in business and a degree in marketing. Okay. So those two things are so helping her in her real life. Girl, I got a degree in biology with a minor in physics and a degree in criminal justice. I do not. I mean, like, yes, I use biology and physics in general, but it's a little overkill for owning a horse trail riding facility. <laughs> so, But I do use my master's in teaching. I mean, like, that stuff I do use in general. But they say most people have a degree in something that they have nothing to do with. Oh, yeah, there we go. You know, I use the physics for mounted archery. I mean, uh, that's been helpful. I mean, but I didn't have to have a minor in it, you know. <laughs> I could have just studied, you know, just to help me instead of getting a minor in it. But um, so that's one. That's a daughter. Um, who? How old are your other two kids? I ha- She's my oldest. She's 26. And I have two boys. I have a 24-year-old and a 22-year-old almost. And um, we all live around Tonganoxie, Kansas. Um, My middle son works in waste management facility. Um, He does maintenance. And then my youngest went into sales. Okay. You know, it's so weird because Eric and I are... We're, we're both the same age, okay? But I didn't have kids. So it's so strange to me for you to have a 26, a 24, and a 22-year-old. You know, I, I have said this on this podcast before that I forget how old I am, right? I forget that I could be a grandparent. I forget that my kids could be grown just because I never had them. And I'm like, what? You got 26, 24, and 22-year-old? Oh, my gosh. I um, had three kids by 21 years old, so. Oh, you were, yeah. Man, I was you were getting it. really young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look at you. You look you look a lot younger than what I do, even though we're the same age. I was like, man, that girl, well, we're the same age. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to go put lotion on. I need to go put lotion. I need to put some ice underneath my eyes or something, right? But um, so what's your, um, do you have any, Anything that you're wanting to do with your business that you're not doing with it right now? Are you just, what's your, what's your future? So I really have thought about this. I would like to do more traveling with my business because um, it's just harder to advertise these days on Facebook. Um, I feel like the internet is more difficult than it used to be because they want you to pay for views and likes and content and um it's a little harder to reach people organically on the internet yep so i would like to travel more do more shows uh two years ago we did vegas we did the cowboy christmas it went over great um it was a little difficult 
us being from Kansas, that was a long haul. Um, so I'd like to focus on more local events and um, okay. just... Well, and you know what? You're talking about the Internet's more difficult. This is, I started doing some business coaching and stuff. And because, man, our business has now been open for, we're nine years right now. And the year that we're recording this in is 2023. So I don't know when you're getting to hear this. But um, because this thing, it'll be live for forever. So it might be 2028 whenever they're finally getting to know you, right? Anyways, um, it's just, uh, I've never paid for, I don't pay for advertising. I do free only. I do all the stuff that social media lets me do for free, but I will tell you, it is a beast to keep up with social media. I mean, like literally, you know, there's several parts to a business. There's the entrepreneur, there's the manager, and then there's the technician. Well, you're the technician. You are most definitely the person that is making the leather work. Well, now you can't just be the technician. You have to be the manager that's ordering all of the supplies, that's creating flyers, that creates a, you know, your business cards. And then you have to be an entrepreneur where you're like, what am I going to do for the future? What's going to be our, um, what's the next thing that I'm going to do for the, for Halloween or for Christmas or what's my next year's stuff going to look like, right? Well, now it seems like instead of just having those three parts, you now have to have marketing, you know, used to, marketing used to be way different. I know my husband, he owned, um, like, part of a tool rental store, and you had to pay a lot of money to be in the yellow pages. Well, now, that's so far in from what we do now. Now, you're having to do, like, social media posts, and you've got to stay on top of all that stuff, and people don't know how to do that. They know how to do their trade. So, man, I've, I've helped a lot of people with that. So, if anybody wants to look into business coaching and figuring out what the heck they need to do. I, you can find me at brandyvonholten.com. But uh, I, I love the fact that you're wanting to get out there, and you're most definitely welcome to come to our ranch whenever we have big events. People are looking for that stuff. People are done with ordering something that's generic. Like people want to know who's making their stuff because, you know what, the way that our country is, you know, I, I think we've – had a little, uh, oh, we're regaining our control, and we didn't realize that we had lost it. So people that are in charge, they're in charge of how they spend their money, and people are being more cautious about how they spend it because they want to support the people that they want to support. So the fact that here you are, a mom of three, and you are making this stuff at your house in Kansas like, hands down, I would rather have that as a halter or a breast collar or anything else that you make, you know. I would rather have something from you than something that's coming from overseas that was just pressed out and cut out by somebody and making somebody money that I don't even know them. Because $100 spent with you means a lot more than $100 spent in something that's mass-produced. So, what about, okay, so you're... Um, your 22-year-old, what did you say? Oh, he's going into... Um, he's in sales. He's in sales. What does he sell? Or is that like his major in college or what? He is in um, telecommunications and internet sales. Okay. All right. Well, that it sounds like that child is the one that you need to help you. <laughs> he's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, he sounds pretty smart. And then your 26-year-old, boy, 
Um, I can't wait to look up Flying G Leather Co. And she's on Facebook, Instagram, and got a website? Yes. Okay. She's very popular on the social media. She's She just knows her stuff on that. Okay. All right. So Grim Equine is where you need to be able to find Erica. And maybe you'll see her here at Von Holten Ranch. And thanks for tuning in to Country Tough with Brandy Von Holten.